0: Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1-11. through When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning. It is good to be with you this morning. Uh, Bruce officiated his niece's wedding yesterday afternoon, so he is with family. Uh, we pray that he has had some uh, rest and relaxation, and uh, we pray for safe travels on his way home today. Let us pray. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you. Amen. So today is Palm Sunday, the day on which Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of a young donkey. This day has been described by Christians for generations as the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. But have you ever asked yourself, if this was a triumphal entry, then why did they crucify Jesus at the end of the week? What went so horribly wrong that the crowds who adored Jesus on Sunday turned on him by the end of the week? Even the people who compile the lectionary text, and those are biblical texts that are to be read on particular days of the year, Uh, even, even those who compile those texts realize that this Sunday is a problem for us because they give us two readings from the gospel. One reading is from this passage, and it is called the Palms Reading because of the palms that are used uh, in that story. The other reading is called the Passion Reading because the suffering of Christ at the end of the week is called the Passion of Christ. So our challenge for today is this, if this was such a glorious Sunday for all Christians, what goes wrong by Friday? That Jesus will find himself betrayed by one of his own disciples, arrested by the high priest guard, accused by a coalition of religious leaders, tried by the Roman governor, and sentenced to die the death of a common criminal, crucifixion. You might not know that Jesus' processional into Jerusalem was not the only procession the city saw that day. In the year 30 AD, Roman historians record that the governor of Judea, Pontius Pilate, led a procession of Roman cavalry and centurions into the city of Jerusalem. Can you imagine the spectacle of that entry? From the western side of the city, the opposite side from which Jesus enters. Pontius Pilate leads Roman soldiers on horseback and on foot. Each soldier is clad in leather armor polished to a high gloss. On each centurion's head, helmets gleamed in the bright sunlight. At their sides were swords crafted by the hardest steel, and in their hand, Each centurion carried a spear or a bow with a sling of arrows across his back if he was an archer. Drummers beat out the cadence of march because this was no ordinary entrance into Jerusalem. Pilate, as governor of the region, knew that it was standard practice for the Roman governor of a foreign territory to be in its capital for religious celebrations. It was the beginning of Passover, a Jewish festival that Romans allowed. However, the Romans must have been aware that this festival celebrated the liberation of the Jews from another empire. So Pilate had to be in Jerusalem. Since the Romans had occupied this land by defeating the Jews and deposing their king about 80 years before, uprisings were always in the air. The Romans had made their intolerance for rebellion well known. And so on this occasion, Pilate had traveled with a contingent of Rome's finest from his preferred headquarters in Caesarea-by-the-Sea to the stuffy, crowded, provincial capital of the Jews, Jerusalem. Pilate's entry into Jerusalem was meant to send a message to the Jews and to those who might be plotting against the empire of Rome. The spectacle of his entry was meant to remind the Jews of what had happened the last time there was a wide-scale uprising. And it was meant to intimidate the citizens of Jerusalem themselves, who might think twice about joining such a rebellion if it was slated to fail. Now, I began by saying this was a day of two processions. So let's get back to Jesus and his entry into Jerusalem. If Pilate's procession was meant to be a show of military might and strength, Jesus' procession was meant to show the exact opposite. Jesus instructs his disciples to go into the city and find a donkey They are to ask the owner if they may use the donkey, and they are to say, the Lord needs it. I know we're in the lectionary year of Luke, but this Matthew text for today that Jason read for us, um, in this text, Jesus goes on to quote the prophet Zechariah, and I think that's important. Jesus says, and these words are found in Zechariah chapter 9, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, gentle and riding on a donkey. But there's more to this passage than just the description of Jesus' means of transportation for the day. The prophet Zechariah is speaking to the nation. And in Zechariah chapter 9, he reassures the people of Judah that God has not forgotten them. He says, But I will defend my house against marauding forces. Never again will an oppressor overrun my people, for now I am keeping watch. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem, and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. In other words, Jesus' quote from the prophet Zechariah reminded those who heard him of the entire passage. The message they heard was God will deliver the nation from oppression and from the oppressor. In this case, Rome. But according to Zechariah, the king they seek will come to them humbly, not on a steed of war, but on a slow-moving donkey, the symbol of a king who comes in peace The two processions could not be more uh, different in the messages that they convey. Pilate, leading Roman centurions, asserts the power and might of the empire of Rome, which crushes all who oppose it. Jesus, riding in on a young donkey, embodies the peace and tranquility that the shalom, the peace, Of God brings to his people. Those who watch that day will make a choice. They will either serve the gods of this world, might and power, or they will choose to serve the king of a very different kind of kingdom, the kingdom of God. It's interesting to note that the crowd on that Sunday proclaimed, Hosanna to the son of David. In other words, They were placing their faith in Jesus that he would restore the glory of the nation to its splendor when David and his son Solomon ruled a united kingdom. That's what the Jews wanted, after all, to be ruled by a man like David, a man so committed to God that the Old Testament prophets had proclaimed that the coming Messiah would sit on the throne of his father, David, the Messiah would bring back the glory of Israel, would rid the nation of oppressors, would rule benevolent. Oh, this happened earlier, benevolently, <laughs> and would be kind to the common people. Jesus' entry into Jerusalem may or may not have been planned to occur on the same day as Pilate's procession through the western gate of the city, Whether it was planned or not, the two processions provided a contrast that was unmistakable. A contrast between kings and kingdoms was on display that day in Rome. And although many of the common people thought that they sided with Jesus, they did so for the same reasons that the Pharisees and others sided with Rome. They thought Jesus could do for them what Rome had done for their leaders, make their lives better, deliver them from the oppressive system under which they lived and worked, and turn the tables on the Romans. Now, there's more to the story that will culminate next Sunday. But for one moment, ask yourself, if I had been in Jerusalem that day, And had seen both processions passing by, which would I have chosen to follow? Two processions, two choices. Because we make choices every day to choose power and might over love, to choose the way things are done over the way God intends them to be, to choose comfort over courage. To choose what is fun, fast, or easy over what is right. To choose intimidation and bullying over care and friendship. To choose war and violence over peace. To choose dissension and division over unity. To choose chaos over opportunity. To choose control of our lives over surrender to God who loves us so much throughout Lent we have learned even more about Jesus who Jesus is and what he has come to do and now we are called to stand up and proclaim all that we have learned about Jesus over these 40 days many years ago I heard Clint Gill one of our retired pastors say, you cannot experience the true joy of the resurrection unless you have experienced the sorrow of the grave. I've never forgotten it. The story of the week ahead shapes who we are and who we are meant to be. This week, you have the opportunity to choose the painful journey of following Jesus through the Garden of Gethsemane his crucifixion and his death over skipping to the good stuff on easter morning this week may we be lost in his death and found in his rising amen